Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwall Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 4, Episode 17 of Charmed. Saving Private Leo. Oh my god, it's a Leo episode. Boo! I think I said that last time when you told me what the title of this episode was, but... Yeah, yeah. Woof. We, we just watched the trailer. Even even the people who cut the trailer didn't trust it to be sold on the back of Leo. You you didn't want to watch it because you assumed it would be a dramatic one, I'm assuming. I, I just didn't think it would be an interesting trailer. But I was, I was wrong because it was interesting in how much it did not care what actually happens in this episode. The power of three divided it's not they made the subplot about phoebe moving out of the manor into the main plot of the episode and they made it so dramatic it's not even really a subplot it's just like the tiniest continuation of cole's whole thing i'm sorry i know this is a leo episode but how much did you love cole in this episode cole is a fucking monster (laughs) cole Cole hires a paralegal, and he's like, can you take dictation? That is not what a paralegal does, Cole. Have some respect for your support staff. Okay. But yeah, I love Cole. Okay. Can I just say how out of a, out of, I don't know, a weird 60s thing, the whole Cole hires a hot, sexy secretary. She's not a secretary. She's a paralegal. (laughs) I'm sorry, paralegal. A a demon paralegal. (laughs) Yes. But, but the whole, the whole woman is jealous because her husband hires a sexy assistant thing. That's like a Brady Bunch plot. Although I feel like they didn't overdo that. They didn't, to be fair. But this is a weird running thing with Cole later where he has blonde shape-shifting assistant ladies. Like this continues. Sexy women. Like past when he goes to Super Hell and comes back. There's, like, always some blonde woman who's scheming to get her hands on, on Phoebe's man. By the way, blonde. Ah, yes. So she, that's how we know she's evil. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we, ta- can we just start? Can we just start, though? Because I have to say something. Yeah. You know what's really, really hard? What? What's really hard? Writing a single column a week. A single... A, you know what? That's not fair. Maybe, maybe it's a daily column. Writing a single column a day. Not even... She doesn't even have to do any research. It's an advice column. All she has to do is type out whatever shit pops into her head. Like I said last week, it doesn't even have to be good. It just has to be entertaining. But, oh my god, I thought they were going to, like, ease us into Ask Phoebe. (laughs) But we are one episode into her being Ask Phoebe, and oh my god. Were you kind of excited for Ask Phoebe? I'm, yeah, of course. Honestly, I'm a little disappointed that all we get this episode is Phoebe complaining about having to be Ask Phoebe. So we don't get the Ask Phoebe segment where where I ask my friends to give me their advice on the letters. Okay, okay. But I feel like we should explain in case anyone hasn't watched Charmed for a while or has never watched Charmed at all. I guess there might be people listening who have legitimately never seen Charmed. You know my goal is always that that our our listeners should be able to listen to this podcast and not have to listen to Charmed. Or not have to watch Charmed. Wow. Harsh. Yeah. I I like Charmed. Charmed is one of my... No, I I want us to be a standalone piece of media. Yes, yes. You shouldn't have to have seen the episode to uh, listen to our episode. 
but you should watch Charmed. It's a lot of fun. I feel like we... Should's we... a strong word. <laughs> you can. It's fine. Yes. I feel like there is a lot to enjoy about Charmed. That's why we're talking about it. Yes. It is one of my go-to background shows. I'm almost perpetually watching it. You are. You are. Uh, that's unlike a lot of... like. When we finished Once Upon a Time, I never really felt the need to go back to Once Upon a Time. I think I am going to keep watching Charmed after we... Uh... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's the thing. When you talk about a show, when you do this kind of like in-depth talking about every episode, yeah, like I haven't gone back to Once Upon a Time. Maybe a few key Regina scenes on YouTube every now and again. I will have to return to the musical episode. <laughs> oh my god, her choreography flawless goddess lana Priya. she is she is okay but after this not after this after our farscape podcast which is wrapping up pretty quickly because there's only four seasons of farscape after our farscape podcast we're doing a brief detour for welcome to the sunset strip mm -hmm. and then after that we're doing welcome to the q continuum and that will be an interesting experiment because i can't imagine ever feeling like i'm done with the q episodes of star trek so i'll have to see if when we're done with that i'm like no no i still got i have to go back and watch hide and q you know god lower decks really captured the feeling of oh shit it's q we have to deal with goddamn q but you were gonna you were explaining what ask phoebe is oh yeah god <laughs> totally lost the thread there for a change uh <laughs> Ask Phoebe is Phoebe's ultimate form. <laughs> Once she's employed as Ask Phoebe, her entire life kind of fixates on her column to the detriment of all other things. Mm -hmm. She's always busy. She is a working woman now. She is always busy. Uh, she always has a column. She will put off attempted murder, attempted genocide. Attempted universe destruction. Saving people from those things, not doing those things. <laughs> yes, to be clear. <laughs> she, will, she will not want to stop the apocalypse because she has an article to write. That's the thing, not even an article, a column. And this is what I'm saying. Like, a good advice columnist is... It, it, not to downplay what that takes, right? Yeah. Like, th there is skill involved, and you have to be a good writer, and you have to be good at coming up with interesting tacks to take. Mm. But you're not out there interviewing people or researching things or doing any of that. How is she always this busy with work? And I know, I know. We talked about this a little bit before. It's because she apparently answers every letter that people send her, which is a huge extra thing, which I guess would probably build you an audience. But like, that's really on her. I don't know. I just keep thinking of the line from American Dad, where I think it's Francine who says it. Acting's not hard. Renee Zellweger just makes it look hard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which is totally mean. I love Renee Zellweger. But, you know, <laughs> writing an advice column isn't hard. Phoebe just makes it look hard. Wow. So Phoebe is trying to write her advice column in the uh, 
what is it? The kitchen? She's sitting in the middle of the kitchen, right? She's sitting in the middle of the kitchen during breakfast while people are cooking breakfast. And she's like, ah, why is it so busy? We live in a giant mansion and I had to sit where everyone else is and now I'm being bothered. Yeah, I, we, we, why are you in the sunroom, Phoebe? The sunroom's great. There's so many quiet rooms you could be in. She could go to the attic. She could go to the attic. She could go to her room. But no, she has to sit in the kitchen and then complain that everyone is being loud. Okay, what is Piper up to, though? Because Piper has made a gigantic plate of pancakes. That is more pancakes than any of these people will ever eat. I know it's really early in the episode, but can I just take a second to complain about how increasingly awful Phoebe's hair is? Oh, 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 it's terrible. She's got, like, teeny tiny bangs, and she's got these little pigtails. It's awful on two different levels. Alyssa Milano, you are so beautiful. Why are you doing this to yourself? She's she's trying to make herself look like a businesswoman. Oh, my God. This is what businesswomen look like, right? Teeny tiny bangs and weird little ponytails. I mean, we've seen what she thinks a business outfit is. Oh, my God, we're going to see what she thinks a sexy outfit is later. Also, she... Th- or what Cole thinks a sexy Yeah, what Cole thinks a sexy outfit is. She says that her column is due today, which makes me think, wait, it is weekly and not daily. So... What are we even doing here, Phoebe? Meanwhile, Cole is, like, just adding to the chaos in the kitchen. He's, like, using his demon powers to make the toaster explode and shit. I love it. I love it so much specifically because he's trying to drive phoebe out of the house he's trying to get her to leave the manor (laughs) it's a good thing it's a good thing for cole's plan that phoebe forgot that there are literally any other rooms in this manor yeah he he makes the he uses the dark arts to make the fire alarm go off and phoebe's like oh why can't i write my column (laughs) oh my god i wish this was the dynamic for the rest of the show Yes, yes. Oh man, wouldn't the show have been great if Cole's plan never came to a head? If just the entire show was Cole sabotaging their lives? Yes, I would love that. And the seer would just be constantly on his ass about why he's not running the underworld. And he's like, no, no, I've turned <laughs> I've turned Paige's date into a dog. <laughs> so Cole tells Phoebe he's got like a work thing that night that he wants her to come to so he can show her off. And Leo is off to do his white lighter thing. Specifically, he has a new charge. He's, a future white lighter. Yes, a future white lighter that he's going to go work as a handyman for because that's his cover again. Yeah, they brought that back. They brought that back. The whole weird witches aren't supposed to know about the white lighters thing. I guess it makes more sense if it's future white lighters. Although um, that sister, uh, Lori from that 70s show in the episode she was in. Yeah. She was a future white lighter and she knew what his deal was. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why some people can know and some people can't. I guess if you just need, like, a little push to push you back on the path, like, Leo probably only revealed himself to uh, Laurie from that 70s show uh, when that dark lighter started targeting her. I guess? It feels like knowing about the white lighter system would disqualify you from becoming a white lighter after you die, though. It's not the good place. <laughs> I guess. Spoilers for the good place? Don't listen to me. So... Okay, okay. Can we talk about the 
quote unquote nice thing that Piper does for Leo in this episode. Oh my god. This is the meanest thing you could possibly do to someone in Leo's position. And Piper never gets why it was such a fucked up thing to do. So there is a reunion of the guys who fought in the battle that Leo died in. And Piper's like, oh, I'm going to score him an invite and we can just pretend that he's Leo's grandson. And it's like, Piper, you don't think that this would be the tiniest bit massively traumatic for Leo? Also, like, way, way, way overstepping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is a really, really big swing for, I think, the first nice thing you've done to Leo in this marriage. The thing that she thinks is nice. Obviously, this is not a nice thing to do. And this is why she never tries to be nice to Leo ever again. So she's all insistent that now that Leo's going to go to this reunion of people who fought in the battle that he died in. Like, what is even happening with Leo's plot? I, I... This is why the trailer didn't talk about it. Also, I just want to point out that... At least the two, God, I don't even want to say villains because, or whatever, but the two villains of this episode have known Leo since he was, like, a kid, so... Why do they have Brooklyn accents and he doesn't? No, why do they think he has a grandson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... <laughs> they know Leo fathered no children. I mean, I guess, theoretically, he could, but it, it seems like a stretch. Mm. So, we're going to get to the villains now. They're ghosts. Okay, this was post-9-11, as we can tell by the American flag magnet that's now on the Hollowell's refrigerator. Uh-huh. But it feels really weird to have a soldier-based post-9-11 episode of a television show and not really have it be patriotic at all. I mean, I guess a little bit at the end, but... Yeah, I think the end's pretty, pretty patriotic. Yeah, but I mean... The plot is two American soldiers who died in the service of America becoming insane ghosts who murder people. Because that's what we cut to. Leo's ex-army compatriots Mm -hmm. who were blown up in the same explosion that killed him. and Sort of. No, okay. I mean, I'm gonna... I'm gonna spoil it here. Here's what happened. Okay. Okay. So these two guys were brothers. Yeah. And they were friends with Leo... You know, growing up or whatever. So they all enlisted together, and they all were in the same unit. And remember, Leo was a medic. So in the heat of the battle that they all died in, one of the brothers was injured. So the brother, like, brings him to Leo, and he's like, Leo, you're a medic. Save my brother. And Leo's like, I am also a doctor, and I have to triage, which means I need to go out into the field and save all those guys that are dying on the battlefield. And he's like, no, you left my brother to die. And then then they all died in the explosion. Okay. Like, <laughs> a few issues here. These guys are really, really, really angry at Leo over the concept of triage. Like, <laughs> shouldn't they be haunting the guy who blew them up? I mean, I guess he probably died a long time ago, but. I mean, I just, I feel like there's a lot of blaming Leo for institutional issues, like... Not even Leo. They think that they're going to kill Leo's grandson as revenge for him not treating the brother. Right? (laughs) This is, this 
This is some weird, weak ghost motivation. Since both brothers are dead, we can assume that it wasn't even the wounds that killed the first brother. (laughs) Yeah, it it was the explosion that killed them all. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're a ghost, you don't really have to have good motivation, but... If you're a fictional ghost, I feel like you should. Uh... This is actually a really good episode for continuity because they remember the multiple ways of taking care of ghosts. That's true, they do. The one they used on the poltergeist. uh, In that episode that had that really cool soul taker lady who seemed like she was going to be reoccurring but then just wasn't. Uh Uh-huh. Which I know we're many, many, many years too late at this point. But hey, bring back that soul taker lady. That was a cool future plot hook thing. I, I like that they remember that you have to be dead to vanquish a ghost with the spell that they used. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the poltergeist from that episode. On the other episode, the one where the baby gets abandoned because the ghost... Oh, right! Yeah, because the ghost was killing all of the uh, sons in that family. See, that's a good ghost motivation! Yeah, because uh, because that woman killed him because he was stalking her. I mean, she got kind of screwed there because, like... She shot the guy who was stalking her, which I feel like is an understandable thing to do. Uh-huh. And then she's punished forever by all of her, all of the men in her family are murdered by the ghost, and then she has to kill herself to drag him to hell. Yeah, it's kind of a grim story. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, these ghosts- Especially for Charmed. Yeah. Anyway, these ghosts, these these soldier ghosts, they're harassing the woman at the VA who's sending out the invitations for the reunion so that they can... I mean, they were just, like, reading over her shoulder to see who's getting an invitation, and they're like, oh, hey, we've been reading over this woman's shoulder for 60 years, and finally, a descendant of Leo Wyatt's is gonna show up. So we can kill him and therefore get our revenge on the guy who got blown up, like, 80 years ago? 60. 60, yes, I'm sorry, 60 years ago. Then they're like, as long as we're here, let's have some fun and harass this VA woman. And then the one brother's like, let me show you how to move things by, like, caring a lot about moving things. And I'm like, what have you been doing for the last 60 years? Seriously, like, apparently one brother mastered all of his ghost powers and the other brother's like, I can't do any of that. It's like, uh, were you not together while he was doing this stuff? Like... Were you just hanging out separately for several decades while he was doing ghost Pilates until he was really good at moving stuff and physically manifesting so they don't have to do the ghost effect that much? Right. It, it makes no sense. So, back at the manor. Oh my god, I kind of love this. Phoebe's, like, trying to write her columns still. And Piper's like, I've been calling Leo all day and he's not answering me. And they're like, is it an emergency? And she's like, no, I just want to know why he's being so weird. And Paige is right there, like, well, maybe it's because you signed him up for a reunion for the battle he died at. He doesn't like that. And she's like, no, no. Phoebe, what do you think? And Phoebe's... Phoebe's like, I'm trying to write my column. Uh, on, on... Oh, my God. God, I love old laptops. Important. The computer that Phoebe is working on is a laptop. This is important, yes. Anyway, the ghost shows up and Paige sees it and is like, oh, a ghost. And Piper's like, oh, a ghost. And Phoebe's like, you guys, I'm trying to write my column. Uh, she's Ask Phoebe. We're, we've got Ask Phoebe. I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm especially excited for her to start dating her boss. 
Jason Dean. She needs multiple bosses. Yeah, I I thought Jason Dean was in the fairy tale episode, but uh-huh. no, it's a different rich guy who bought the newspaper. I guess like I I, I guess uh, Jason Dean bought it from him afterwards. God, it's so weird that Jason Dean is Phoebe's like second long runningest boyfriend. Is he? This shows Riley. Yes. Oh, gross! That means Coop Spike. No, no, no! I know to everything you just said. <laughs> uh, I, I guess that's unfair because clearly, even though Cole is Angel, Cole is the show Spike. Yes, he is. Anyway, the the ghost runs off because oh wait, apparently this house is full of witches who can see him. And we see a thing, we have a moment where Piper, like, picks up a framed picture of Leo in his uniform, and then we cut from that to the picture hanging on the wall at the VA, and the two ghosts are back at the VA, and they're like, man, witches! This makes things a little more complicated. So, uh, we're, we're gonna physically manifest so they don't have to do the ghost effects anymore. Ah, <laughs> yes. All you have to do is think about your hate and it'll give you a meat body sure why not yeah it feels like most ghost powers are activated by thinking about hate yeah like strong emotions i would activate ghosts which makes sense to me because ghosts are just like the remnants of emotions that you didn't deal with while you were on earth so of course the stronger you feel the emotions the more they manifest and so yeah it makes total sense does that mean there are a bunch of apathy ghosts just kind of flying around everywhere no apathy literally doesn't become a ghost it it gets sucked off to use the parlance of the tv show ghosts yes exactly anyway the two brothers become visible so that they can beat up a security guard beat up a security guard to death yeah yeah which this seems unnecessary but okay i guess it's i guess they couldn't have a charmed episode without a kill count I think they had to establish that these guys are evil because otherwise they're soldiers who fought with Leo. Yeah, actually, you're 100% right there. The security guard had to die. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a moment later where Paige is like, shouldn't we be trying to help them move on or whatever? And Piper's like, they killed the security guard. Let's help them just move on to hell by vanquishing them. Mm-hmm. So... We go from that to Cole's office where he is interviewing his new demonic paralegal. And I love that they just, they don't tell us that she's demonic right away. He's just literally interviewing her. He's like, what's your typing speed? What's your, what kind of filings did you do with your last office job? What kind of demonic powers do you have? How fast is your your shimmer? murder, yeah. Ooh, yes, yes. He asked her when her last murder was. And she says it was two years ago, and he's like, two years? It's a pretty big gap in your resume. What have you been up to since? And she's like, yeah, I don't murder anymore. I just psychologically torture people. And you know what? I love that for her. I love that for her. Okay. But this feels like a really weirdly old school trope, because she makes it very clear that she is, you know... I'm trying to think of a good euphemism that involves them both being demons and sex, but it's harder than you'd think. What, that she's like a, she's like a succubus demon. She's like a... 
No, no, the fact that I couldn't think of a uh, pun that, a demon pun that involves sex, because she's very clear that she would be willing to have demon sex with him. Oh, yeah, but I mean, he's, he's Julian McMahon and the source of all evil. Who's not gonna have sex with him? Yeah, but this just feels like a really old sitcom conflict. Like, the sexy secretary the wife has to worry about. Yeah, I guess. And... He does make it clear to her that he is a one-woman demon. A one-witch demon. Yeah, because she's like, do you love your wife? And he's like, unfortunately I do. The gross human part of me does! But yeah, that's why even though I'm going to be sexually harassing you throughout our entire professional relationship, I'm not going to cheat on my wife. Hey, gotta have a code. A demon's gotta have a code. Across town, Leo is fixing the teacher's pipes. That's not a euphemism. But although, although is fixing the right word? Okay. 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 I know that we already had the sign healing earlier this season, so there is a precedent for this sort of thing. But, like, it's really bullshit what Leo can and can't heal. Also, doesn't he have actual handyman skills? Apparently not. Also, apparently Leo is only supposed to be able to heal things that have been injured by evil so apparently that's evil water in those pipes yeah he tries whacking the pipe with a wrench and it's like don't you have actual handyman skills leo nope no he does not he just heals the pipe which is just a thing he can do and the nice lady teacher whose sink he's fixing is like i just don't know i feel like I want to continue devoting my life to teaching, but all of the children are gang members now, and I, I I, don't know if I can put my life in danger just to try to reach them. And Leo's like, okay, yeah, we all know the little movie that you're playing out here, lady. Oh. We, we've all seen a daytime movie from the 80s slash early 90s. We're familiar with this trope. But Le- Leo... Leo puts on his best blue-collar voice, and it is the most painful thing ever. And he's like, I don't know nothing about that, lady, but I sure do like fixing pipes like you like fixing students' lives. Oh, my God. And she's like, you're right, mysterious but wise handyman. I will continue fixing children's lives the way you fixed my pipes. How much do I owe you? Oh, ma'am, this job is free. Back at the manor, the I was going to say the girls are trying to find a spell, but actually it's only it's only Piper and Paige who are looking because Phoebe's still typing up her column. And then Cole makes the power go out, which destroys Phoebe's column, which she has not been saving. Even though she's typing on a laptop, which should have a battery backup. Yes. To be fair, I had a very old laptop. It it used to be my mom's, then it was mine. It was like my first computer. Uh Uh-huh. And it only worked if it was plugged into the wall because the battery is super dead. But that's not the case here. That's not the case here. Yeah. So Phoebe decides that what she needs to do is call Cole. So she calls up Cole and his... 
His new assistant answers, and she's like, oh, I didn't realize Cole was married. He never mentioned a wife. Also, he's gone. Phoebe's like, this is important. Oh, well, if it's important. Oh, my God. Seriously, this this is, this is. Yeah, it's very stereotypical. Now, obviously, Cole isn't there because Cole is at the house making the power go out. But his new demon assistant can do impressions because she's a shapeshifter. So she starts responding in Cole's voice to, like, soothe Phoebe. And then Cole shows back up and hears her, you know, talking in his voice. And he's like, ah, you are very good at your job. And he's like, he moves in close to her and he kind of leans close to her face. And he's like, oh, Phoebe, if only you didn't have to live in that house with your sisters you could have all the electricity and quiet space to write your column you want. If only that could be, Phoebe. So the the demon with Cole's... Well, they're both demons, aren't they? Yeah. The, the demon assistant, using Cole's voice, offers for Phoebe to come write in the apartment that's apparently owned by the law firm. Yeah, they're, they're using this apartment to throw a party for Cole because he's so fantastic at his new job mm-hmm. that he's had for like a week. Yeah, and and we know that. That was, the, that was the party that Cole was talking about at the beginning of the episode, but she can just go camp out at that apartment and right there, so yeah. Okay, I feel like, I feel like if either Piper or Phoebe were on their game, they should really see how suspicious this is. Like, Cole mysteriously gets a super high-paying law job that gives him this, like, $50,000 car and a massive, amazing apartment. Mm. Like, I would assume he was doing something, bare minimum, illegal. Yeah. I mean, this is like the mafia wife thing, right? She doesn't know because she doesn't want to know. Wow, that's incredibly accurate. That is apt. (laughs) So... Back at the manor, Piper's like, Leo, I really mean it. I need you to come back because I found a picture of the ghost that we saw earlier. And it turns out that he's a guy that was in your unit. God, it feels like she's violating a lot of his privacy. I get I get I that mean, this is unrelated. It was, yeah. it was related to the ghost hunt. but What's weird is she's like angry about it. She's like... Why didn't you tell us that some of the people who died in the same explosion you did became ghosts? And Leo was like, because they didn't know that that happened. So the ghosts show up. He's like, Leo is like, Nathan, Rick. And they're like, look, Leo's grandson looks just like Leo and also knows our names. Stab him! (laughs) How how is this How is this good revenge? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, they do stab him, and then he heals himself, which he has not been able to do before. Or does Paige heal him? Was it Paige who healed him? That was a Dark Later Venom thing. Generally, when Leo needs someone else to heal him, it's a Dark Later Venom thing. So he can heal himself. Yeah, but not if he gets knocked unconscious, which also happens to him a lot. Okay. All right. Anyway, he heals himself. White Later, heal thyself. And then the ghosts are like, oh, shit, that is Leo. And they run away. Actually, shouldn't he be able to cure? Uh, like, if white lighter light cures dark lighter venom, then why aren't white lighters more immune to it? 
Like if it's you can literally be... the only thing they're not immune to. Yeah, but if you can be healed by another white lighter, why does your own white light not work on? I mean, I guess if it's a special potion designed to, or poison designed to kill white lighters, but like, it just it feels weird that a white lighter can heal dark lighter poisoning as long as it's not in them. Yeah, it is weird. It it doesn't actually make sense. A white lighter shouldn't be able to heal another white lighter who's been attacked with dark lighter poison. Yeah, they should have had to find something not white lighter related to heal. Yeah, you should need like a special potion or something that a witch has to brew. Yeah. And then that would be I mean, I guess it's I guess it's not supposed to be. It was like that would make their relationship a little more symbiotic. Although I guess it kind of is, because white lighters use witches to protect future white lighters. Do they? Or does Leo just do that because he's bad at his own job? I, I mean, I think... Uh, actually, that's fair. <laughs> Although, I mean, I guess it's unfair to say that Leo's bad at his job. It's not his fault that he's charged with, like, the charmed ones! And then a bunch of other witches on top of that. Like, he shouldn't... I... Yeah, I, I know we've talked this about this a lot before, but, like... I honestly can't imagine that, like, there are that many high-profile witches that would need anywhere near the same amount of protecting as the Charmed Ones. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine that, like, in, I don't know, Kentucky, there's a witch who's under constant demon attack, like, at least one a week. I don't think that's happening in the Charmed One universe. Yeah, yeah. Leah... Leo has his hands full with the Charmed Ones. He should not have any other charges. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I have to talk about something, though. Yeah. You know how Holly Marie Combs is a really good actress? Yeah, I, I, I am aware of that. And you know how sometimes they'll give her really, really bad plots, but she'll sell them because she's so good. And she'll be, like, crying over Leo's death and i'll be like wow i actually care if leo lives or dies yeah i actually really like that speech when uh, in the in the trolls episode where you know the elders took leo last episode and she doesn't know if she's ever going to see him again and she has that speech about just giving up when she's trapped in the parking lot by the trolls mm-hmm. like it's it's a legitimately really touching moment even though it's a nothing conflict here's the thing Mm-hmm. Not everyone can do that. that Brian is... Krause. He's like, <laughs> oh my god, they're trying to give him a Holly Marie Combs moment where he's like so upset that he let this guy die and he feels all this guilt. And it doesn't even matter how much good he's done since then. He's just completely tainted and irredeemable. And I'm sorry, I don't feel it at all. Yeah, not buying it. Not buying it. You, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't have you shouldn't have given Brian Cross the speech. That was mean of you. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that mean of was yeah? Was that, that was mean, mean of you. Me? Yeah. I mean, he's good at what he is good at, and what he. I'm I'm excited for the Dark Leo stuff that's coming later. Oh my god, yes. But like, this kind of this is a this speech was not well written. No. Well. This, it's a bad speech. And well, while an actress like Holly Marie Combs could salvage it, Brian Krause could not salvage a bad speech. Well, and it's it's not it's not just a bad speech. Like the words are not just poorly written. It's a bad conceit. Mm. Like 
I get that sometimes people feel guilty for things that aren't their fault, but this is... This is not a rational thing for Leo to be carrying, especially after 60 years, especially since he didn't even care before he realized these guys were mad at him. Yeah. And spoiler alert, he's not going to bring this up ever again after they blow these dudes straight to hell. We get a shot of them in the VA where they're just continuing to be mad and they're like, oh, Leo's a white lighter. He left us to die and then they made him an angel as a reward. And it's like, being a white lighter isn't a reward. It's a job you have to do after you died. It's the opposite of a reward. Yeah. Like, you basically are forced to become emotionally attached to these people who are probably going to die before their times. Like, you have to become emotionally attached to them in order to prolong their death experience. Prolong's probably the wrong word. Put off. Yeah. Like, best case scenario, you are buying your charges years. Years is the best case scenario. Yes. It's interesting that Grimm's, to our knowledge, did not have a white lighter. Hmm. I mean, did she not? You're right, we haven't met one, but that doesn't mean she didn't have one. I guess she could have had one, but... Maybe her white lighter got sent back to uh, the Golden Gate Bridge or wherever white lighter land is because they were banging too much. Oh my god, was... Was Leo Grams' white lighter? I mean, he could have been, and we do know they banged. Yeah, we knew we know that they had sex, and he was at her weird swingers 70s party... 60s party 60s party 60s party huh because i mean we know sam was their mom's white lighter yep but if leah was grams's then grams is sort of your best case scenario right like she yeah she dies essentially of old age i mean she was in her 60s but she died of a heart problem yeah which is something you theoretically That's why I said essentially of old age yeah 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 but, I mean, she died of a heart problem, which isn't something I think magic is really capable of healing. Exactly, yeah. She, she died of human causes. Yeah. So, Cole brings Phoebe to the apartment, the fancy, fancy apartment with its columns and giant living room with giant windows. This is a really great set piece. You can tell something dramatic is going to happen in that living room at some point, and you are right. Yeah. All those windows, all those columns, yeah, shit's gonna get blown up. This is very clearly a final boss stage. Mm-hmm. In wait. And I do kind of love it as a counterpoint to the solarium in the Charmed One's house. Uh-huh. Like, how that's, that's like a, a center of home, the sunroom there, whereas here it's this, like, display of opulence that Cole has. Yeah, and it's it's true. It's much colder too the way it's dressed, right? It's it's all uh it's all white and glass whereas the sunroom in the charmed one's manor is all like wicker and, and plants. And plants and stuff. I mean, god, that would take so much upkeep in real life. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, but Well, I mean, that's part of the display, right? God, I can't really think of a show nowadays that really has a sense of place like Charm did. Like, the Charmed Manor is, not to sound hokey, but it is kind of its own character in the show. What about ghosts? 
I don't know. I don't really feel like I think of the architecture of uh, the hotel that much. Yeah, I guess not. Huh. I'm going to think about it, though. Yeah, because a lot of 90s shows had, like, iconic sets, like the library in Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like, these are places you feel a connection to. And I feel like that's less of a thing in modern shows, but I, I couldn't really speak on that for sure. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. So Cole leaves her alone and takes off with his demon assistant. Oh my god. Okay, so he tells the demon assistant that he needs her to get a dress for Phoebe to wear to the party. Okay, yeah, this is definitely sexual harassment. I know that they're both demons and she wanted to have sex with him or whatever, but no, no. Demon HR needs to have a talk with Cole about this because this is not an okay thing to have your assistant do. To go pick up a dress for your wife? To shapeshift into different dresses in front of him because he's like, I want to see how this dress would look on Phoebe. And she, she transforms into this flowing long black gown, which is by far the best out of the three looks. Okay, okay. I'm not going to describe it that way because none of the dresses that she transforms into look good. Okay, it looks the least bad. It's like a one-shoulder asymmetrical dress. I like it. It's, it is what it is. And then the next dress she transforms into is like a clubbing dress. It is completely inappropriate. Because he's like, I don't know. It's a little too buttoned up for Phoebe, this like off the shoulder, you know incredibly sexy long dress but yeah no she she transforms into basically leather underwear and he's like that's a bit too fun and it's like no no if it's creepy it would be creepy if you took your assistant to the mall and was like i'm looking for a dress for my wife i want you to put on all of these so i can picture what she's gonna look like in them anyway then she transforms into the final dress which is like a black it's the worst of both worlds (laughs) It's an off-the-shoulder midriff-bearing ripped... I, I guess it's not ripped so much as... Art, slitted. Yes, slitted... Black number. It's like a two-piece evening gown. It's a two-piece <laughs> evening gown. No, that is correct. That is the perfect description. And he's like, it's perfect. And I'm like, out of those three options, the first one was clearly the best. Yeah, that wasn't great either, but yeah, yeah. I mean, she would, I, I'm sorry, someone would look, it would not be a professional thing to bring your wife dressed like that to a party. No. And I'm not trying to shame anyone, I'm just saying that there are certain dress codes for certain events. And your boyfriend, or I'm sorry, husband, A, your husband is so awesome that the company that, hired him a week ago is throwing him a party party it's not the place or maybe it is i guess because that's not a thing that would ever happen (laughs) so back at the manor they've discovered where the graves of these two brothers are because that's what they have to do they have to go sprinkle the stuff over their graves yeah there there are two ways to vanquish ghosts as they discussed there's the spell to vanquish ghosts but you need to be a ghost yourself to cast it who temporarily died uh, when they were fighting the um, Rikers Island ghost. Right, uh-huh. Not Rikers. Um, yeah. Oh, Al- Alcatraz. Alcatraz ghost. 
uh, but you have to be dead to cast that, so no. And the second one, the second way to vanquish a ghost, is a potion you pour over their bones, which we're interpreting here as over their graves. Although Prue had to physically pull the bones out of the uh, earth, which was a really cool scene in retrospect. Yeah, it was. Like, I don't know if we talked about it then, but it was it was really cool and kind of creepy in a way Charmed isn't very often. Yes. Yes. And I feel like it's Charmed is only going to get frothier. Yes, that is an accurate statement. But Leo has to abandon the sisters because he hears that his charge is in danger and the ghosts decide that they're going to go check that out because the best way to hurt Leo will be to kill his charge. And over there, at her place... There's one way to make a white lighter vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But over at, uh, over at her house, it turns out that the ghosts are hardly needed because she's already being held at knife point by one of her students who is angry about... I don't know, flunking English or something. <laughs> Leo orbs straight into the third act of a Lifetime original movie. And she, like, talks him down. She's like... She's like, you're not stupid, Jody. The system is stupid. The system failed you. Like, I failed you. But I'm not going to fail you this time. I'm going to teach you. Because teaching changes lives, Jody. Teaching changes lives, Jody. I mean, and the thing is, like, teachers actually are like important and undervalued and all this other stuff. But I mean, if anything, this speaks to how undervalued teachers are. That she's expected to like be a de-escalation expert in addition to explaining the hero's journey like that's not cool why is that her job that is an accurate statement but her speech touches the boy so that he drops his knife and runs screaming from the from her apartment he had leo knife pointed i don't think we mentioned that oh yeah yeah but uh but she's like you know what i am gonna keep being a teacher it felt really good to help that troubled young man and then just as she makes that decision, the ghosts show up and stab her. And she dies. She dies and her soul leaves her body. Like, her right in front of Leo. Her ghost fucking books it. <laughs> Leo runs to try to save her. And she's like, no, I am out of here. I'm sorry. I know it's just how they did the special effect. But the fact that her ghost just zoops straight up. Well, they had to get her out of there quickly because otherwise Leo would have saved her. And then he turns to the ghost and he's like, how could you? She was innocent. And they're like, so were we. And it's like. Okay, guys, you're, you're, at a, you're at a seven. We need you to be at like a four. Also, you're very quickly losing the, the moral high ground here when you go around stabbing teachers. <laughs> no, this is the perfect revenge. This is the perfect revenge because Leo didn't stop them from getting blown up. So now they have to kill a bunch of people to make him too sad to use his power so they can kill him. Therefore winning. Uh, anyway, back at the manor, Phoebe comes out in the dress that Cole picked out for her via the demon. And she's, she's showing a lot of skin. And then Piper says... Sorry, Cinderella, the ball's been canceled because they are leaning on this Cinderella thing. Yeah, I 
why why is this suddenly phoebe's thing that she's cinderella it's come up in like three straight episodes now it's her thing now she's cinderella and actually, this is very Cinderella because <laughs> her she... evil stepsister, her evil actual sister, is forcing her to stay home from the ball. Yeah, she just wants to go to the ball, and they're like, "No, we have to vanquish evil." And she's like, "Can't you vanquish evil without me? While I go to a party?" Okay, normally I would say that this is very selfish of Phoebe, but I mean, to be fair, her powers are levitation and uh, premonitions. premonitions. <laughs> Although, is it is it premonitions? Is it premonitions? Is that is that a thing that she's having at any point in this arc? She's definitely not getting a lot of insight into anything that's happening. Anyway, she's like, okay, fine, we can vanquish evil, but just so you know, Cole wants us to get our own place, and I agree with him. Oh, yeah, she's been throwing out these, like, pithy little comments under her breath about, maybe we should get a place of our own. And Piper's like, what? And she's like, Nothing. Piper tries to pull the, like, I got married and I didn't leave the manor card. And it's like, <sighs> if Cole wasn't the source of all evil, this would really not be a big deal. You you need to let it go, Piper. As Cole points out later in the episode, there are two people who can orb in that house. Right? And, well, but the thing is, as he also points out, the source has been vanquished and we know that's a lie. Mm. But Paige has got her orbing mostly under control. She learned how to do it last episode. She can do it perfectly now. Don't it's worry about fine. it. It's fine. So Piper lets Paige know that she called for Leo and Leo didn't come. So maybe Paige needs to use her white lighter stuff to figure out what's going on with Leo. And now she realizes that Leo's in trouble. So now she's going to orb over to Leo. Okay, so is Leo one of her charges then? No, not even a little bit. Okay. Also, he's not in trouble in, like, the traditional sense. He's not, like, wounded or anything. He's just sad. Okay, this is the thing about White Lighters. Because their powers require emotional investment in their charges, which is a system that is just rife for horrible things to happen, if you lose one of your charges and you are emotionally affected by it enough you lose your powers, which I know we said we're accepting the comics as canon, but, like, you'd think Leo would be used to it given that the comics revealed that this dude named Rennick has been systematically murdering all of Leo's charges for the past, like, 60 years. Why would you even give Leo... Why would they give Leo the Charmed Ones? It's like the elders don't even care. It's like they don't even want the Charmed Ones to live. But yes, Leo is helpless now because he's sad. Which was the ghost school all along. They just had to kill one school teacher and then Leo would be so sad that he would lose his white lighter invulnerability or I guess the self-healing so they can successfully stab him to death now. But they just didn't do it at the time because uh, reasons. Reasons. They're like, we're going to let you uh, we're going to let you fixate on this a little bit and then we'll come back we want to really settle in that you got this woman killed it's kind of bizarre it's kind of weird that they didn't just kill him but leo gets another speech because uh he's he's still he's still feeling guilty that he didn't save them so that they could be alive right before they all got blown up together 
I'm seriously excited for the Dark Leo stuff. I, <laughs> I, I know that it's a lot of this, but I like it when Leo's just got smudges on his face and he's blowing people up all the time. That's fun. That's a. It's definitely better than this. I mean, it leads into that god boring as hell Avatar plot. That's going to be a slog to get through. I don't know. I'm kind of excited to talk about the Avatars. So... At the party. Yeah, Phoebe went to the party. Yes, Phoebe went to the party. To be fair, again, it's not like she'd be super useful anyway, and also neither one of these vanquishes required the power of three. Yeah. All the partners are telling Cole how amazing he is and how hot his wife is, and... Cole's like, this could be our life forever, baby, and Phoebe's like, could it? When we're living in that house? And Cole's like, you know, they offered me this apartment. We could just live here in this what? apartment. Yeah. What? Yeah. Apparently the, I guess the story doesn't need to make sense because Phoebe just buys it immediately. But the apartment that they threw the party in was actually a surprise for Cole and a reward for the good work he's been doing. They're like, we're throwing you a party. Surprise, you're actually getting this apartment. That's weird. And they're not, like, giving it to him, though. He, like, gets to rent it from the whatever. Yeah. From the firm. Anyway, remember how Cole pointed out to Phoebe that it was okay for her to abandon her sisters because they can orb? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Paige orbs in and is like, emergency, we gotta go! Case in point. Yep. And they go back to the manor where Piper is preparing to summon the ghosts so that they can i don't know stop them uh, is summoning ghosts to power of three spell again no it's not remember it was for some reason in the jury episode even oh though yeah it was even though it's never been a power of three thing before we know that grams used it to summon patty all the time and grams was very much a power of one yeah yeah anyway the ghosts show up she Uses her time freeze to freeze the bayonet that the first one throws at her, but then the second one, like, shows up behind her and stabs her. And now she's gonna bleed out, and remember, Leo has lost his white letter ability, so he can't save her. He can't heal her. Hmm. This this is an unfortunate turn of events, although, remember, one of the vanquishing spells requires the person to be a ghost themselves that is correct pretty convenient honestly if you're a ghost maybe you should not kill witches when you know that one of the vanquishing spells you know needs a ghost to to cast it seriously it's 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 just common sense if you're a ghost focus on not making any more ghosts Even if you're a murder ghost, just focus on murdering the people that, you know. Yeah, or at least don't murder witches. Yeah. So the ghosts take off when Paige and Phoebe return, and Phoebe starts doing chest compressions on on Piper. And when we were watching this, you were like, that's not right, is it? Yeah, because... definitely not right. I'd assume it would make you exsanguinate faster. Yeah, it definitely would. I... I don't... I don't know that... I don't know that there's good first aid for this other than call a paramedic or, or a white lighter. Um, I, I feel like she should be... Here, here's the situation. Mm-hmm. She should be placing 
really, really hard pressure on the wound to stop it from bleeding. Mm -hmm. And if Piper doesn't have a heartbeat at this point, we're just done. That means she bled out. This is also one of the reasons why I feel like Piper dies more than the other sisters. I know we looked it up and it said that they all died the same amount. Uh-huh. But, like, it really feels like Piper dies more than the other sisters. Yeah. But she's a ghost, and she's like, oh, right, the spell. Yep, she's like, oh, open the book to the spell that only ghosts can say. And she says it. The ghosts are vanquished right before they can stab Leo. And then Piper starts to get taken off to heaven. Yep, Piper's moving upward a lot slower than the teacher from earlier. That's because the teacher wanted to go. She was <laughs> done with all of this shit. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about the weight of Piper's sins or <laughs> keeping the oh. keeping her from zooping right up. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, she is, she is keeping from going up by yelling at, at Leo, so that seems about right. Yeah. And Phoebe gets Leo to she. There's an emotional speech and right because Leo he lost his he lost his abilities because they're tied to his emotions, and he was in so much pain about losing his charge. But, uh, he cares about Piper way more than any of the other charges. So yeah, he probably actually brought her back from the dead in uh, the season three finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's done it before. He did it in the uh, episode where she was dying from that fruit fly bite or whatever. Yep. And he brings her back again. This is a, this is the third time he's brought her back from the dead. Mm. Is this why they don't count those Piper deaths? Is that why she's even with the others? Cause... I don't know. I'd have to look at the list of deaths and see if like these count. I think Prue ironically has the fewest deaths because, you know. But her, yo, know, that's because she was only on for three seasons before her death stuck. Yeah. She didn't die as much as the other ones, but she certainly died harder. Yes, she did. So Phoebe has decided to live with Cole in his evil apartment. Yay. And then we end the episode with Leo going to the reunion and pretending to be Leo's grandson. And everyone's like applauding him and clapping him on the back and... They're like, oh, your father, your grandfather was such a hero. Let's all have a round of applause for Leo Wyatt the Third. Why? Why are you applauding him? Why shouldn't you be telling? Just tell stories about how great his granddad was. Well, they're all like, we all would not be alive if it wasn't for Leo. So we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your grandfather. So don't feel bad about any ghosts who might have tried to get revenge on you today. In fact, never mention them ever again. And then... And they're, they're just throwing babies at him. They're like, these babies wouldn't exist if it wasn't for your grandfather. And then Piper has this really corny thing where she's like, oh, he's my hero. Yeah, because this woman who's, I guess, someone's granddaughter or whatever, walks up to her and she's like, who's that guy whose dick everyone's sucking? And Piper's like, that's my hero. And the woman's like, well, that doesn't answer my question. Also, like, <laughs> he's... Not Leo, according to you. You know what? It doesn't matter. End of episode. Yeah. His grandfather saved some people, lady. Bow down before my husband. Actually, I'm pretty sure people do act like that in real life. Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. But, oh, God. It's weird because the cold parts of this episode are so good, they kind of make up for the blah A plot. Yeah, that's true. Although the A-plot is real bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Although it goes by fast. Sure. Like, I mean, I know that's damning with faint praise, but like, you blink and that plot's over. <laughs> so I think that's it for the episode. Yeah. Yep. That'll, that'll do it for uh, this you, episode. You know, I'm really excited to talk about next week's episode, though. Yes. Yeah. Next week's episode is called Bite Me. Great. The peacock description is a vampire queen orders minions to convert Paige into a bloodsucker. Fantastic. Love it. So excited. Oh my god, and after that, there's a Wizard of Oz riff. I just... The thing is, I've been putting off this episode for a while, because it's one I do not remember really well. Uh Uh-huh. And I was going through, I went through basically the fifth season to the end of the show, and I was like, is the vampire episode in season four? Because I've been not watching season four, because I don't want to spoil it for myself. I want to be going into it as fresh as possible. Sure, sure. So I've just been sticking to the older seasons of Charmed. So I feel like I've only seen this episode like once. I'm excited to watch it again. Me too. So Uh, I think we have some segments. Yes, much like the Charmed ones, we have our own power of three. Uh, The first power in our pack is Premonitions, where we look into the past, present, and future and see who is, was, or will become famous. And much like Phoebe, I had no premonitions this week. Uh, So the, the veteran who first approaches leo and is like oh yeah that guy looked really familiar okay his name is james green he is the old man in like every tv show you've ever watched oh yeah he's a he's he's one of our hates that guy's well the thing that might be most familiar to you is that he's councilman milton on parks and rec he he's he's one of the older councilmen in like 16 episodes so that's probably the thing you would most recognize him from Mm mm-hmm um, I recognized him almost immediately, not from the way he looks, because Parks and Rec is like 10 years after Charmed, but from his voice. I was uh, like, oh, I know that voice. Yeah. So that that's that's my premonition for this week. Uh, the second power in our pack is Time Freeze. What specifically dated this episode? Okay, I know I talked about it a lot, but I really feel like this was the last time you could really do a man cheating with his secretary plot. Like, mm. like, I feel like the early 2000s were the dying gasp of that being a thing. I have one. Ooh, what is it? Phoebe's gonna make a living writing a single column for a newspaper. Yeah. It's depressing yeah. that that's a time freeze, but here we are. Not only that, she becomes a major celebrity off this. Okay, I still feel like you could be a celebrity as do- doing that, but you can't make a living writing just an advice column. You have to be writing other things at the same time. They almost get her a TV show at one point, but they don't end up doing that, I guess, because they realize that would be an awful idea. Okay, so now I want to see Deal Breakers from 30 Rock, but with Phoebe. I feel like it would work. I mean, I can definitely see her making the leap to media personality. Yeah. I know. mean, she is Alyssa Milano. <laughs> I believe that will bring us to the third power in our pack, telekinesis. What, if anything, genuinely moved you this episode? Okay, I'm going to do a little switcheroo here mm-hmm. and use one of our secret powers instead. All right, what? what? Because because Leo was trying to cast some telekinesis on me. He was trying to move me when he gave those speeches about how guilty he felt, but all I felt was astral projection. It made you cringe so hard you wanted to physically leave your body. That is correct. That is... Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. We are heavily channeling the long-dead Prue. 
which is appropriate for this episode about ghosts. Yeah, there we are. Did you have any telekinesis in this episode? No, no, I felt nothing. <laughs> so, did you lose your white lighter powers? <laughs> yeah, to the degree I lost my white lighter powers, I can't orb, I can't heal. I can't levitate to uh, change a light bulb, which we did not talk about, but Leo does at one point as part of everyone annoying Phoebe. And I would be so much for personal gain. I would be so honked off if I was Phoebe. I am one of the charmed ones, one of the most powerful witches in the universe. And my active power is something literally every goddamn white lighter can do. I mean, isn't that Paige's deal? I guess Paige is just like white lighter, but worse powers. She channels Leo's healing a couple of times. Uh, they don't even attempt it in this episode, but she doesn't get her own healing power until fucking Billy. Yeah, like the final season. Yeah, the postscript season. You know what? She should have stayed a vampire. <laughs> I bet she got cooler powers. But we'll talk about that next week. Yes. I believe that will about do it. I think that will. Our show's partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of those supporters, head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maracruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, Dan, and Anthony. If you'd like to support us in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you can email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com, or tweet at us at ilovetvzines. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hollowell Manor. Welcome to the Hollowell Manor.